Hey everyone, this is Rabbi Brian. If these podcasts have been a blessing to you, will you please consider being a blessing to the nation of Haiti? Mishkan David supports two works of the Lord in Haiti. First is our orphanage, Beth Besed, which means House of Kindness, where 40 children are cared for each day, both spiritually and physically. And of course, there's our own Rabbi Peter Oliveira, who's setting Haiti ablaze by restoring it back to Yeshua, restoring it back to Torah, and to the Jewish roots of our faith in Messiah. Listen, to learn more, please visit www.torahforhaiti.org. That's T-O-R-A-H, number four, Haiti.org. There you can give a tax-deductible financial blessing and sponsor a child for only $20 a month. Hey, thanks for considering, and may Adonai bless you. Enjoy this podcast, which was recorded at our Mishkan David Shabbat service in Rhode Island. Shalom. Bless the Lord. I, 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 am, I, I love, love, love when we hit the end of the Torah and we roll back. It's so special to me. Um, for those that aren't aware, uh, we go through the Torah cycle. We read, we, we read a certain portion of the Torah every week, and that's done in Jewish synagogues all around the world. And then it's, it starts um, in the autumn, and it ends in the autumn, and then we roll it back to the beginning, and then we hit the beginning. And today, right here, you know, we see in this beautiful Torah scroll, which is about 100, maybe 150 years old, we see the opening lines of Torah, the opening lines of their Bible, Bereshit, Barai, Elohim, Ed HaShemayim, Ve'ed HaAretz. And it always speaks to me that God is, is in the business of beginnings. He's the beginning and the end. Even though he's the beginning and the end, even though he is the end, he's never ending. And even though he's the beginning and the end, he always brings a new beginning. And that's always encouraging to me because I need a new beginning like all the time. Like I need a little bit of a reset all the time. I don't know if anybody else just needs a reset. But when we roll back the Torah and we read um, in the beginning, the Lord created heavens and the earth, it is such a reminder to me that the reset button is always there with the Lord. That he's always wanting to do a, a new thing with us, a new thing with you. And just when you think like, okay, there could be no more, there's always more. Because our Father is eternal. He is the beginning and he is the end. And he's everything in between. And when we think we're all done... And there's nothing else to do, and we've just messed it up so badly. We hobble into services like an atakaka. And all of a sudden we hear, in the beginning, the Lord created heavens and the earth. And the earth was void and full of darkness. And we read that, and it's, the, the, the weird thing is, you know, science, Steffi was talking a lot about science, and we, we try to incorporate, well, how, is, how does Genesis and how does this fit into what science is finding is when he said, let there be light, was that the Big Bang? And I don't know any of these things. That is either all too wonderful or all too ridiculous for me or both. I, don't, I have no idea. But it's interesting that even before he said the spirit of, before he said, let there be light, it says that the spirit of God hovered over something. If the Spirit of God hovered over waters, Mayim, 
Now, I don't, I don't know what any of that means, but it says that in the beginning there was, there was chaos. Void. Confusion. And the Spirit of God hovered over that chaos. Does anybody feel any chaos? Does anybody have chaos in their lives? Does anybody have any chaos in, in, in their minds? Well, right from the beginning, the Spirit of God hovers over that chaos. And we have the Spirit of God within us. And the Spirit of God is almost like a, like a, a heat-seeking missile that seeks out chaos. It hovers over the chaos. And the root word of that hovering is rachaf. And that word is not just a gentle hover. It's not like it's, you know, it's, it's not like it's just kind of hovering over the waters. That's a violent word, rachaf. It's used in... Um, yeah, it's used in another place in Torah when it talks about a bird like fluttering and flapping its wings. That's rachaf. It talk, it's when Jeremiah's, it says his bones were shaking. That's rachaf. So the Spirit of God doesn't just hover over chaos. The Spirit of God agitates chaos. Does anybody have any chaos that just needs some agitation? Because when chaos, when disorder is not agitated, it may appear as order. Because we'll get comfortable with the chaos and we'll get comfortable with the disorder. And all of a sudden, what is dark is, seems to be looking like light to us. What is disorderly is starting to look orderly because we've become used to the chaos. And the chaos kind of becomes our friend. And the kingdom of darkness will whisper into your ear and say that the chaos that you're going through, the disorder, the darkness is actually light. It's actually good. But we have the spirit of God within us. And the spirit of God knows a lot better than we do. And the spirit of God knows a lot more than what the kingdom of darkness may be whispering into our ears and saying, this is good when it's really not good, or this is orderly when it's really just chaos. And the Spirit of God will come in and start to flap. And the Spirit of God will come in and start to flutter his wings. And bring disruption to chaos. And that may seem, when you're going through it, it may seem like confusion. And you're like, oh, that's confusing to me. The Lord is not the author of confusion. Well, the confusion was the lie that you were believing in the beginning. And now the Spirit of God is disrupting that. And it doesn't feel very good, but that is the process of God bringing order into confusion. This is the difference between like living under the law and living by the Spirit. Because living under the law, we don't really get much help from above. It's like what God said to Cain. It's like, okay, sin is there. Come on, you can do it. Come on, sin is at your door. Come on, you can master it. The end of the Torah, the whole thing about the Torah is I set life and death before you. Make the right choice. 
I don't think humanity makes good choices without the Spirit of God. But the one who created all things in the beginning brought forth another beginning. And he says in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life and the light, and the life that was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Yeshua is the light, and darkness doesn't comprehend it. But darkness can't stand in his presence, though. So we may be, we have a whole lot of confused water in within us and we have a lot of chaos within us but when Yeshua died on the cross Adonai saw that sacrifice and they saw the perfect lamb of God as it says in the book of Exodus the, the lamb the Passover lamb has to be perfect has to be perfect and then and then God our father sees Yeshua on that cross and Yeshua who brought all our sins onto the cross with him all of our sins I realized recently that Paul, much later on, was talking about like the thorns in the flesh. You know the scripture that talks that Paul says he has thorns in his flesh? Well, Yeshua had a crown of thorns. He took them up there too. So if you have thorns in the flesh, praise God, Yeshua brought them on the cross as well. And the sacrifice of the light of the world was so sufficient. So sufficient. And with him as our substitutionary sacrifice, Adonai views us as so sinless because of what Yeshua did that he gives us his Holy Spirit. And now it's not about us just having to choose right and choose wrong. We do have to choose right and choose wrong, but we get a little help from our friends now. We get by with a little help from our friends. We get by with a little help from the Holy Spirit who is now within us. All right, under the law versus under spirit. We have signs out there that say you got to go 55 miles an hour. Under the law. It's, it's written right there, 55. Can't go more than that. And there are police on the road that will tell you that, that have the legal right to pull you over when you do more than 55. And if you're caught, you go to court. And if, you get, if the court finds you guilty, you get a fine. But it's up to you whether you drive 55 or not. Then the Holy Spirit comes in. And we get a helper from heaven. And all of a sudden you're driving and the Holy Spirit can say, look what you're doing. You're driving faster than you should be. You, you got to slow down. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit, living by the Spirit, is not in place of the law. The Holy Spirit 
confirms the law from the inside. This is why Jeremiah said, Behold, the day is coming. I make a new covenant where I take the law and throw it out. Oh, okay. The day is coming where I take my Torah and I put it on your heart. It's unlike the covenant I made with Moses, a covenant which you broke. That's the covenant of the letter. Here's what you got to do. Go do it. Do the best you can. And I'm setting up priests. I'm setting up Levites. I'm setting up a Sanhedrin to take you to court if you mess it up. I mean, Israel was a country. It needs its courts and everything like that. It needs its, its ju judicial system, and that's very much what the Torah was. But then the Spirit comes in. And from the inside where he lives within us will teach us how to live a righteous life. Moment by moment. Paul said we're not under the law. You know what that means? It means that that Sanhedrin's got no, no say over this thing. It means there's no human high priest that's going to take us to some human court and take some human stones and, or earthly stones and stone it with. That's what it means we're not under, not under the law. It means that that natural law that was set up in Israel, that's not our governor. The Holy Spirit is our governor. But the Holy Spirit doesn't say the law is now dead. The Holy Spirit confirms the law. That's God's righteousness. So the Spirit of God, as he did in the beginning, can hover over your chaos. So if you're feeling chaos, just listen for this sound. Just listen. Just listen for this sound. Just listen for this sound. Because you know what happens after the Spirit of God hovers over that and disrupts that chaos and took what you thought is as good? You know, I bet whatever the earth looked like or whatever the universe looked like before that moment, it probably thought it was doing pretty good. You know, that chaos is probably like, you know, it's like there's all this like this like dark mud. Hey, we're doing pretty good here. Hey, there's nothing wrong. In comes the Spirit of God in his time and disrupts that chaos. And then God says over it, let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. It reminds me of Paul. You know, he was on his little donkey or whatever it was, heading to Damascus going to the synagogues because the believers were there. I guess the believers at that time didn't get the memo. They were supposed to leave that and go into the church, but they were in the synagogue in Damascus, and that's where he was headed to round up the believers. I don't know what they were doing in the synagogue. I thought that that was done away with, but there they were in the synagogue in Damascus. I don't know what they were doing there, but they, they didn't get the memo. Maybe it's because Paul didn't write the memo yet, but they, they didn't get the memo. That they're not supposed to be there and they're supposed to be in the church, supposed to have left the synagogue, but there they are in the synagogue in Damascus and here comes Paul on a donkey. He's going to the synagogue because that's where the believers are because he needed to tell the believers what they're doing wrong and he needed to bring them to the high priest so he can stone them to death. And all of a sudden, God said over that chaos in Paul, let there be light. 
and light came and blinded him. And then when he received the sight, it says the darkness fell off his eyes like scales. And he was baptized. He went into the mikvah. Step one, the Spirit of God hovers over the chaos. Step two, our Father in heaven says, let there be light. Because bacteria and mold grow in darkness. That's not a good combination. Like a stagnant water and darkness, that's not a good combination. That's where mold grows. So the Spirit of God agitates that. And God speaks light. And when God speaks light, there is light. And when God speaks light over your circumstance, there is light. And when God speaks light over your darkness, and there is light. And when God speaks light over your chaos, and there was light. And then he separates the light from the darkness. So by his spirit, we can recognize the difference. Because without his spirit, we don't even know the difference. I remember before I accepted the Lord, I was going to the strip joints. I didn't know the difference between light and darkness. I didn't know. But then when I accepted the Lord, and I went there, that scripture came alive in me by the Holy Spirit. And God separated the light from the darkness. And I went, oh my God, I see the distinction now. And that was the last time I went. And this happens through the Holy Spirit. And this is our treasure from heaven. This is our gift from heaven. That he gives us the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, to hover, to flutter, to agitate, to disrupt our chaos. To help us to make that distinction of where light is and where darkness is. So in this Torah portion of In the Beginning, Bereshit, if you need a beginning, if you need a beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Did you see in the, in the, in the PowerPoint that Steffi showed where it had the Aleph Tav right there in the middle of the creation statement, the first statement in the Bible? Right in the middle of it is this Aleph Tav, and John wrote, all things were created through him. So there he is. And the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory 
glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. For the law was given through Moshe, and grace and truth were realized through Yeshua HaMashiach. So if there's anybody here who needs a new beginning, a new beginning, today is your day. Today is a day of new beginnings. Today is a day of new beginnings. Today is a day of reset, of newness. Today is a day we've reached, we thought we've reached the end of our, our journey, we've reached the end of the, our rope, we've reached the end of whatever it is that we've reached the end, we've just reached the end, there's no more. And just when we think that there's no more, Bereshit Bereshit Elohim, and the Lord created heaven and earth. And the Spirit of God flapped over the water. And the Lord said, let there be light. And there was light. So thank you, Adonai, for your reminders. And thank you, Lord God, for your promise. And thank you for your never-ending love for us. Thank you that you are the Aleph and the Tav. You are the beginning and the end. And you've loved us in the beginning and you love us at the end. And then you love us at the beginning. And you love us at the end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Adonai.